Look, I've only been back in New Zealand a couple of days. I came back all rested, relaxed. My skin's still sun-kissed from the warm Rarotongan sun. I enjoyed my first day back at work, despite the grim topic of a tragic car crash. I was looking forward to today. And then I read this. A report from RNZ into Waka Kotahi, the agency charged with leading the Road to Zero Road Deaths Action Plan, ties in with what we were talking about yesterday. The opening part of their story reads, and I quote, Four years after Waka Kotahi was slammed for not doing its job of keeping roads safe, a core unit of it has been labelled so ineffective it's being pulled apart. The unit's head in an internal report a month ago said, We have lost clarity of how we add value, why we are here, and what we exist for. So utterly, utterly pointless. And how long have they been pointless? Clearly about four years, bare minimum. For the love of all that is holy, if your boss was standing there telling you that your company, the company he ran, had lost clarity of how they added value, why they were there and what they existed for, it would be because the company had gone bankrupt. And you'd shortly be told that you're out of a job because you were purposeless. Your whole reason debt of getting up out of bed and going to work was meaningless. You didn't add anything. You were hopeless. And sure, the unit's being dismantled, but the hapless and the bewildered that made up that particular unit will probably just be redeployed because hashtag public service. And as I read this this morning, I was reminded that while I was away, there was yet another damning report into the Ministry of Health. Another one. How many is that? I can't, I don't have enough fingers to count how many damning reports there have been into the Ministry of Health and and all the many things it's supposed to be in charge of. This is dated the 1st of June. Today's Pharmac report is a damning reflection of the Labour government's mismanagement of health. The Pharmac report has revealed some significant deficiencies which the government has failed to address. No wonder Health Minister Andrew Little has hidden this report from the public for four months. Government dumps damning health report on last day of the year. That was, remember, that was 2020. Um, there was, oh yes, that's right, There was this was an interesting one, because normally it was just slamming the Ministry of Health for the way it handled health matters. It's core function. This one, damning Treasury report, gives Ashley Bloomfield's Ministry of Health a D for spending. That was at the beginning of this year. You know, I mean, I've got millions more, but I, I shan't bore you. To be fair, to be fair, the Ministry of Health was in a state of dysfunction before Labour arrived on the scene and before Ashley Bloomfield. It's just gone further into the mire. But when will you blind acolytes of the Ardern Bloomfield Jazz Hands communications duo concede that, in fact, Bloomfield was responsible for running a dysfunctional organisation? He didn't make it any better. And I know we're in the middle of a bloody COVID crisis. Yes, 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 yes. But there was, I mean, it, the, the fact that the department was dysfunctional meant that he was being given information that was just plain wrong. And there were no checks and balances on that. And that's why damning report 
after damning report after damning report came out about the Ministry of Health's handling. And I've told you about it, but you just won't listen because you think, you think what? That I'm being mean to Ashley Bloomfield? He inherited a dysfunctional organisation. He did not make it any better. Hardly the stuff of knighthoods, is it? Come on now. And it's not just the Ministry of Health. Although I could bang on a bit more, but I shan't. What about immigration? Remember how woeful immigration was back in 2019? They'd stopped processing some visa applications because they simply couldn't cope. They had a succession of hopeless ministers, Lee's Galloway then Farfoy. Then along came COVID, and oh, hallelujah, that was the best thing ever for immigration New Zealand because they could just stop. Stop everybody, not just a few people. They could stop everybody, even New Zealanders who, who had a right to come back. No, stop them too. Yay. Excellent. Let's do what we do best. Stop. And then when they sort of, you know, creaked and chugged and coughed and spluttered their way back into life. Here's another one. Another headline. Unacceptable immigration chaos at departmental and government level. This is from the NBR, dated the end of last year. Not a day goes by, says the writer, when we are not confronted with incomprehensible or cruel interpretations of pretty simple rules. So on a t- at a time when New Zealand announced, oh, okay, whew, we think we remember how to do this, process visa applications, we desperately need workers. How do we do it again? Oh, that's right, they apply online and they fill in forms and then we give them visas, don't we? So on the day that they announced that people could apply to come back into New Zealand, the fast-track one-off resident visa 2021, and that was going to bring in 165,000 people, the entire Immigration New Zealand website crashed the minute it opened. (laughs) So not just people looking for the fast-track one-off visa, nobody could apply. Perfect result for Immigration New Zealand. Still nobody's applying. Still we don't have to process visas. Excellent. Our core business is still on track. (sighs) You know, how is the good ship SS New Zealand still chugging along, you ask yourself? There is a level of dysfunction across just about every single government department. How about housing? Labor's broken its own record for the number of people on the state housing waitlist. More and more Kiwis are being pushed onto the state housing waitlist every day because of the failed housing policies. Since Labour came into office, the number of people waiting has increased by more than 21,000 people, more than quadruple the number they started with. And in part, that's because people can't be evicted because of bad behaviour. A social experiment designed to love-bomb the most difficult clients to absorb their very worst behaviours. Or to be fair, the bureaucrats don't absorb the bad behaviour, it's the poor benighted neighbours of the difficult clients, but you know what I mean. It'd be great if this social experiment worked, but how do they know if it does? Does the department have a way of measuring success? No. No. They've got a theory, but they've got no way of measuring whether that equals reality. When Poto Williams, to her credit, fronted on this show and tried to justify the policy, she couldn't tell me how they measured success or whether it worked. I mean, look at the police. When Andrew Costa came on, I had to tell him in an ad break I didn't understand a bloody word he was saying and neither did anybody else. They were so full of 
bureaucrat ease that it was incomprehensible. And I think that would be, I'm going to have to stop this rant. So I could go on, you know, <laughs> pick a government department, any government department. And all they've done to try and fix what, you know, are, are deep-seated, really big issues within our government departments that are handling people's lives is hire communication teams to, again, adopt the jazz hands approach and just not front. They just will not front. And you kind of see why. How do you explain it? How do you justify it? You can't. So you refuse interviews and you don't show. It's appalling. I don't know how you fix it. I would love, I mean, I imagine most of the public servants are in Wellington, but, you know, there's been a lot of churn, even in, like, for example, the Immigration Department. Immigration New Zealand staff churn approaches one third of its workforce each and every year. That's a lot of churn. So if you have left because you are just horrified at the ineptitude, and the fact that you've been given a policy which is unintelligible to anyone who doesn't speak bureaucraties or polities, how do you get joy out of your job? When you're basically, as Waka Kotahi were told, when you basically have no clarity of how you add value, no understanding of why you are there and what you exist for. Take that from Waka Kotahi, you could put that across just about any government department and it needs to change.